podcast guru, Greg Hunter Mark. Hey, everybody. Guru Podcast, Toledo, Ohio. What the fuck's going on out there tonight? A lot of good shit over here. A lot of good shit over here. Hell yes. This is the Guru Podcast. We're going to kick it up tonight. Good. Had a great day. Beautiful weather. 80 degrees, man. Want to pull the jet ski out of the storage and uh, edited the new podcast. So if you haven't listened to it, if you listen to this one before you listen to that one, maybe we got to go back and listen to AI. I deal with my nephew, Brent. It's just a, he's got a photographic memory. He reads all the time, studies all this shit. Very smart individual. And uh, we really broke it down. I think we did a nice job. Um, even though I've done a prior podcast with uh, Tim and, uh, on the fucking AI, Tim was dating one. Beautiful. I should try a date one, huh? <laughs> it's funny how we get most of our dates online nowadays. Dating apps. People use them all the time, man. But tonight, we're going to talk about something. I've been kind of like studying for a long time. For a long time. We're going to talk about pimps. Yeah. It's going to get juicy here. It's going to get real juicy. And I uh, hope I don't offend anybody either. I'm not trying to. We're going to bring all different perspectives in on it as far as that goes. But uh, some things I've learned over the years, studying them, I find them intriguing. So, uh, and then I'll tell you a little bit about my life and uh, how it has played out a little bit in that area. I think, not that I'm a pimp, but, well, you get into it when I get into it. Don't. Don't don't get ahead of me now. Don't fucking get ahead of me. Hold on back. Come on back, man. We're going to have church for a second. By the way, if you're not listening to church, you're not listening to it on Sunday night. I do church on Instagram. It's uh, G Hunter underscore photographer. About eight o'clock, I get on there. I do a little do a little rat, a little rave, a little talk about the, you know, getting your weather together shit. And, um, you know, just uh, getting people to uh, open up, open up their minds works better it's like a parachute your mind is like a parachute it works better if it's open so uh putting that together um on sunday nights but you can see my photographs my art all on there g hunter photographer underscore but tonight let's get into the pimp man the pimp man i watched a video on youtube I, I, I'll, I'll tell you how long it was a cassette player an american pimp an american pimp and i remember a couple a couple of the things out of there the one guy said uh yeah, girls just always brought me candy to school and stuff, you know? He says, I always knew I was special, and I remember that. And uh, just uh, some of the other uh, little comments this uh, the other pimps had made like that, similar. Oh, they figured they had that, you know, that special. And we're going to call it the ism, man, because that's what we're going to go on, the journey of the ism. Where'd the ism come from? You know, I do the ism on Sunday when I'm doing church. That's the, you know, I am the ism. I'm spitting ism, spitting gold shit. So, yeah, um, you know, that's where I kind of got it from a little bit. And, um, I mean, you know, I don't want to share that with you in the sense of, you know, tonight's topic, pimps. And uh, besides the uh, cassette, I, I read a book. I got into uh, a book called The Pimp Kenny out of Milwaukee. Uh, the uh, title struck me. I was on Amazon, looked at the books, and here it was. It was like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> If that says anything about my uh, algorithm on Amazon, I, this was like first Amazon came out. I don't know how I got it. How, uh, maybe it was some other way. I can't remember. But needless to say, um, it was uh, Pimp Kenny, the 24 refutable laws of Pimp Kenny. He was out of Milwaukee. 
It was a great book. Gave it to a model that lived from Milwaukee. She was reading it. And um, Bim Kenny, he said, uh, one of the things I really, I, I, I just chimed in on, he says, uh, to the difference between a thousandaire and a millionaire, and here's the ism right here, is charm and charisma. The difference between a thousandaire and a millionaire is charm and charisma. And he also talked like Jesus talked. You can't do anything great in your own hometown. It wasn't until he went to Vegas and hooked up with 50 Cent and uh, they started using his girls, Pimp, uh, Pimp Kenny's girls, in the in the rap videos. MTV first come out. Good shit back then. That was Pimp Kenny's girls. And it was because he made the, he, he moved, to, uh, he didn't move, but, to, you know, he just got out and about and, you know, make, making connections. So, you know, nothing great in your own, you know. Toledo was great. My buddy always tells us I should move Columbus. But I got some bigger aspirations in Columbus. And um, if I'm going to move, and uh, which I am. But, um, again, Pimp Kenny was awesome. He read the book. He was in jail, and he read the book. Um, uh, an, old general, uh, an older gentleman gave him the book to read. Um, and it was um, not the power of thinking positive. It was uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Think and grow rich. He had his girls writing out letters. You know, I am the best. I am the greatest. He was writing out affirmations. He had them writing out before they would go out. Everybody, all the guys love me. You know, things like that. And I'm Pimp Kenny's. He's my, he's my daddy. You know, all this. He's my pimp. You know, and that's the way it is. And they can serve paper to each other. It's an interesting little thing I'm going to throw in there. You can serve paper. Like if you're, if you're a girl and you're with one pimp and uh, you wanted to go with another pimp, you would have to ask, the, the pimps would have to serve the paper. He would have to call and contact the pimp and say, she just wants to come over here. And by law, their law, it's a gracious, you know, letting go. It's no hard feelings. It's no, you know, animosity. It's just, it's gentleman-like. It's gentleman which I kind of thought was interesting. And Pimp Kenny brought that out a little bit in his book. Um, but he read The uh, Rich uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And uh, so he was using all that tactics and all his thinking. Isn't that funny? You know? Come on, man. When was the last time you read a book? <laughs> you know? Leaders are readers. That's what I tell fucking people. Leaders are fucking readers. Actually, I had Tisha come over, one of the models, and uh, Caleb, her boyfriend, and uh, she uh, picked out four books about a month ago or two months ago and uh, read them, and then she came back and exchanged them. And she's grabbing a couple more books, and I don't mind letting my books out as long as I know they're going to be returned. And if they don't, hey, they're still in better hands anyways. I've already read them. And, uh, you know, the old saying that a uh, general cannot take his books to war with him. He has to burn them. You know, there's a point in your personal growth, self-development, where you just take all the fucking books you read and just burn them. I'm just giving them away, I guess. You know, which I have given a lot away, too, to a box. Uh, there's a box out in front of Myers here in Toledo, you know, takes books use books and they do do things with them so that's good and i know i've always wanted to start a library in south america with my daughters <laughs> that's that's one of my goals yeah i would like to do that i would like to do that but pimp kenny and then there was also um <clears throat> i uh iceberg slim i heard about iceberg slim and studied all about iceberg slim interesting story how his book has how his wife got his book published just an interesting story how that all take took place and these books are very famous you know Everybody, anybody or anybody has ever, has ever read Iceberg Slim. You ask any anybody, you know, it's like that's the who's who's. They read it. It's good shit, and it's his life. And uh, so um, <clears throat> I seen a documentary on him, and um, great stuff there. But uh, then I just recently was exposed to soft white underbelly. <clears throat> it's a guy in, in Vegas, and he brings people in off the street and interviews them. 
and he may bring dr- drug dealers in. He may bring burglars, criminals, um, you know, prostitutes, j- just anybody on the street, street people. And he just brings them in interviews. I mean, he brings these pimps in. And he brought this one particular pimp, pimp called Pimp Sharp. And he's out of Vegas. And he just won in L.A. just recently the uh, at the Players Ball, which they have this ball every year. He won Pimp of the Year. And there's not a lot of pimping going on, but the reason he does it in Vegas is because it's legal, because it's sex trafficking, they consider. But that's the thing about it is they do not solicit any woman to do this for them. That's the real craziness of it. They do not solicit them. These girls come willingly and wantingly to them. And I'm not saying that's right. You know, you know, daddy issues, whatever the case may be. You know, and they, we all have them stories, and, and each one of them does. And that's what the soft white underbelly does. He brings out the people's stories, asks questions, you know what I mean? And uh, a lot of these people have families. They're God-fearing guys. They talk about God, and he's like, you know, you just, if you're not around you guys, he even says this in the in, in, in his, uh, you know, interview um, to the audience. He's like, if you're not around these guys, you really don't understand them. And it's really interesting how they, you know, they're very good people. They, they, and they are. They're really good people in the sense of they give back to the community. They they walk a tight line. Um, they don't litter. This is uncalled for for a pimp to litter. You know, they always keep themselves well-groomed and well-cleaned. They feel like they're kings. They feel like they have the, they say they have that special bone in their body. They knew they were special. That's the ism. But the fact of it is we all are special. Not that we should all be pimps or anybody. Nobody, I'm not saying that, but we all should be special because the pimps call the people in the houses that are living in them suburban houses all over America, they call them squares. The way the man has, you know, they say the man, if a man washes dishes more, uh, uh, men that wash dishes uh, uh, on a regular basis get less head than men that don't wash dishes. <laughs> you know, if I, now I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that or not. I'm not sure. I, I'm not, I haven't practiced like a dishwasher. But I know a couple of things as a, man, as a man. I've always cleaned the bathroom. I don't think a woman should ever clean the bathroom. Throw stones at me if you want, guys. But that's no place for a woman to be laying around. Your piss, all that stuff. You clean it up. You know? And the other thing is taking out the trash and cooking the meat. <laughs> I love cooking the meat, you know? And, and we should be doing that. But they call us squares. You know, people that get married and live happily ever after. And they're in that box, you know? You know, they get out of a box bed. They have box cereal. They, they leave the box and get in a little car and drive to a cubicle and have a box lunch and then leave the cubicle and get back in their box car and drive to a box house and turn on the box kind of mentality. That's square. That's the way they are. But they, they never solicit these women. Never. You know, and, and it is very, I understand sex traffic. It's not good. No, I'm, I'm not advocating anything like that. That's crazy, you know. But uh, the software underbelly, he really exposes the fact that these guys are really down the earth and he's even flabbergasted in the sense of the way he, you know, like, I can't believe these guys are really, really fucking cool guys. And I've been hanging around with them. I mean, he's done more than one just once. So you want to check it out, Soft White Underbelly on YouTube. It's a, he's a great show. I just give him a plug. He's a first-class guy. I love what he's done, doing. It's a simple background. He just sets the person in the chair. He's never in the videos. You could just hear him talking behind the camera, asking questions you know, about their childhood, things of this nature, really opening them up, asking very difficult questions. And so it's kind of interesting. But Pimp Sharp, he comes with the game, man. He came with the game, and he blew my mind. And, um, you know, just uh, uh, understanding that, that there is them and seeing it, you know, and the way they talk about it. It's it's like 
they don't play around. They don't they don't want games, they don't want lies, they don't they don't do that. They walk a real straight line. And these girls approach them and they come to him. It was like a, 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 a the um gentleman um Fillmore, Slim Fillmore. I had to look at look at my notes here. Slim Fillmore. Um this is his story. He's one of the he's he, he's a blues player. He just won a a record of the year like five years ago in blues. So he's in a blues band in California. Younger guy. They take off, and it's a funny story because they go end up the first place to go to play music is in Midland, Texas. That's where my daughters live, Midland, Texas. So it's funnier than hell. I go there all the time. And uh they start playing at this one bar gig every night. They're doing a weekend gig. The first night this woman comes in, sitting there. And she gets up and she gives him this money. And he thinks, well, he's tipping him for, for the music. She comes back the next night and gives, her all, call, gives him all his money. Again, he's like, the guys in the band said, she's, she's a prostitute. Dude, you're her pimp. She wants me to, you to be her pimp. He broke the fucking show down right then and said, we're going back to California. <laughs> That's the funny part about it. <laughs> the guys didn't want to go back with the, with, the, uh, with the prostitute in the van. He's like, fuck it, it's my van. You guys take the train then. But he went back to California. He set up a, he set up a thing, and he had like seven women. They call it in their stable. They have seven women. They have a bottom girl, which pretty much controls the stable. Not all pimps mess with the girls. They don't want to because it messes up the stable emotionally if they mess with them sexually. So they really don't. A, a pimp kind of thinks his perm is gold. You know, he just don't lay around. He don't jack her off. He ain't jacking off. He just giving it to anybody. If you're gonna, if he's laying with you, man, it's it's the, that, and that's why you're the bottom girl. You know, she's the number one. You know, she gets he gets all the she gets all the uh, attention and stuff, and it keeps the other ones in line. And, and, and as far as that goes, that's what the, this is what they're saying. This is what I'm just repeating what I've read and studied, in that sense. Um, and uh, they they offer to the girls a um, a better lifestyle because most of the girls can't really function on this. On, uh, you know, they all come out of, a lot of all come out of the inner city, and uh, as they say, the hoods. And uh, they said either you could be a drug dealer, uh, a thief. Um, or a pimp, you know, and he says, you know, pimping was the easiest thing. And then the girls didn't have a way out, and a lot of them couldn't handle their finances either. They didn't know how to, you know, make two plus two equal four, you know, and 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 that's where the pimp came in. You know, you we're gonna, I'm gonna take this money, I'm gonna multiply it. You're gonna be dressing really nice. We're gonna be driving really nice cars, and I'm gonna make this happen for you. And control the money, making the, making the decisions. And there's a lot of manliness. That's why they say they're they're the real men. And even the the women, the pimps, the, I mean, the prostitutes will say these are real fucking men. You know, they dress like gods. And they all knew at one point they had this special thing in them that attracted them. You know, that ism. You know, that thing about them that uh, really made them special. But uh, and and they, of course they like to dress flashy, flashy and loud. You know, uh, there's uh, there's the uh, the other pimp, that one of the famous pimps that's still alive right now, is Bishop Don with the magic wand, and he would say he he never wore the same outfit twice. Uh, I mean, he he would change outfits twice in a day. He didn't want his body to be stinky, and his clothes to be th- stinky. He always wanted to be pressed out. His dry cleaning bill, he said, was unbelievable. I can imagine, and you know they wear the jewelry and the diamonds and all that kind of stuff. They have their cup, which I think is really cool. Uh, they have these cups, and they are awarded pimp of the year or whatever, and they get these cups. Um. And uh, they have him. So, uh, but uh, yeah, he, um, he he's an interesting cat, uh, um, Bishop Don. Uh, he he's uh, um, he he recalls a story 
of a girl that um, got shot by a, a John and was in the hospital. Him and his sister went up to see him, and the girl dedica- dedicated saying, dedically, you know, she said, you know, with dedication, I- I'm going to be right back on the streets for you, you know. Daddy, I'm going to be right up back on the street. And the mother was offended, which rightfully so. I'd fucking punch the guy probably, you know. And she says, what have you done to my child? He just looked at her. He goes, that's dedication, man. But there is a, a, another side that, another type of pimp that most people don't realize. These pimps here never use violence either. Them are called gorilla pimps. Gorilla pimps are the ones that really muscle a girl or tennis shoe pimps. These are other ones that really don't really have a lot going on themselves. And they're just putting their girlfriend out there, you know, to make money. You know, that's, that's just that's just crazy. That's just fucking crazy. You know what I mean? That's, that's a tennis shoe pimp. You know, latest tennis shoes, you know, when they come out but they, and they make so much money, you know, the girl's making all the money. Don't get me wrong. A lot of guys started out with girls that came to them and said, you know, I want to be your, you know, your prostitute. And here's your money. And then he says, okay, well, then let's go out and get other girls too. He didn't just settle with one kind of mentality. But, um, you know, they, um, the gorilla pimps are very violent, very, very controlling, a lot of drugs. The clean pimps will not use drugs. They smoke weed, but they do not like drugs and they do not like the girls to steal. They say that's not good. You know, some of them will say, yeah, they turn the other cheek. He said, but when you steal from somebody, then you got somebody looking out, looking for you. And that puts you in danger. So it's better you don't steal. Keep it clean. They smoke pot. He doesn't like, they don't like anybody with drugs and drug addictions because they're just stupid and just flighty and understandable. So these are, these are just some of the things that, uh, you know, just really blew me away. And, and again, the women, you know, yes, you know, we all need help. <laughs> we all need help <laughs> and uh you know what you know the way it is and but there again there's this loyalty commitment and love to each other and they take care of each other it's i don't know it's crazy it's you'd have to do the research like i have to really get get everything grasp everything and, and understand even like the gentleman with the soft white underbelly you know asking really raw questions so really raw raw questions but um, they, they, you know, people were saying, hey, man, I, I keep my house clean. I mop my kitchen floor on my hands and knees. My place is spotless. Everything about what I do is clean. And a lot of them branch off into other businesses. You know, they, they take the money, they invest it, car wash, garages, you know, laundry mats. You know, it seems a lot of them get busted for laundering their money because they make so much money. But it was a thing in the day, and if you the, the the where it started was this is where pimping really started. The history of it was that after slavery slavery was abolished, um, the white gentlemen would go into the black neighbors looking for the black girls, and the black men said, "Wait a second, you know, I see they like our black girls, you know." And and, and, and this is and so the black men stepped in and said, "No, you're not, you know, you're not getting this for free. You're not getting this for free." So that's really the, how it originated. In America, and uh, interesting hist- bit of history there, but um, I, I really find it uh, just interesting, and I find it there's a little bit of it there's that borders on this charm and charisma, and you know swagger and panache, and the ism that I would like to think to extract out of that. In 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 seeing it in my own life, um, I remember like I was. Um, 
picked for this to take get a picture taken with this dog's birthday party with this guy. He said I always play with the dog. I don't remember fucking playing with the dog. I thought it was weird. And then I was like uh, picked uh, uh, of all these like fifty guys. I was the only guy picked to do this. You know, uh, this dance. I was in this dance class with these five other women, and we did this cl- dancing thing uh, together. Um, and I was picked. And then um, when I was in eighth grade. Uh, I remember my mother, we went down the Jack's Men Warehouse, which is downtown Toledo. And it's a it was a black, prominently black men's clothing shop. And my mother, we're Italians, you know. Uh, I went over to my buddy Greg's house during Thanksgiving here. And they're like, man, what are, you dress, what are you trying to dress like a black man for? I said, I am. I'm fucking Italian, you know what I mean? Milan, Italy. I mean, this is a capital epic center for men's fashion. Versace, all of it. It's just, you know, come from Italy. And so, yeah, this is this is where that style comes from. So I, I always embraced it. I loved it. My mother was Italian, so she loved it too. And she took me to this clothing store, and I got a three-piece baby blue outfit, you know, with blue baby blue shoes, patent leather shoes, whatever. Man, I was looking swag. But I went for my eighth-grade graduation. And this girl, you know, went to the church. We, we had a little ceremony in the church, and then we went to the gym and had a cake, ice cream, and drinks. She brings me. Oh, a dozen red roses telling me how she's always admired me. Now, mind you, when I was dancing with the five girls, I was having fun with that, too. <laughs> Catholic boys, yeah. Yeah, Catholic girls, I should say. It wasn't me. It was them. And uh, But, yeah, she gave me a dozen roses. I was walking around the whole night with, you know, having you know, ju- or juice and, you know, cupcakes with a dozen roses. You know, my mother's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. This is crazy. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like, hell, yeah. But there's an ism there. There's something there. I'm not trying to be braggadocious. I'm not trying to say, you know, you might have the same thing. That's great. We all do. If you don't, man, you know, own your space a little bit more. Shoulders back. Motherfucker, there's something about our energy attracts things. And there's certain energy. You know, again, like I'm not saying pimps are great i'm not saying all that this whole thing is crazy you know i'm just giving you facts that i've read and studied and so forth but for my own life understanding my own ism and seeing them guys kind of look at themselves in a way that you know men should look at themselves men should carry themselves as far as being a man i'm not talking about the prostitution part of it i'm just talking about being the man these guys are very well read educated they're smart and it's it's a beautiful thing and they call us squares so uh you know i think it's a you know it's a spiritual gift we get this this ism it's a spiritual gift it's a it's your message to the world what do you what's your message you know even every podcast i'm redefining it or or trying to find my own message in this in, in doing these podcasts in the church on sunday night but there's too many books read too many miles traveled too many interesting people you know, things, crazy things happen to me. You know, it's just like there's a spiritual gift. It was like Easter. My niece gets out of the car and she walks up and I'm looking at her and I'm like, well, you're a woman of fertility. And she's Uncle Greg. Did my mom tell you? And I said, no, but you're pregnant. She goes, yes. I could just see it on her. This gift, this is a gift. You know, and the universe likes to play back with that gift. I'll tell you a story. I just cracked up. I was. I had a bad apple, and I went out on my front porch. And I was going to toss it up in the into the tree. I wanted to catch it into like it was like a, a the part of the tree was connected. You know, it was I don't know like a V, whatever. I was trying to think of a different word. 
But I was trying to toss the apple up in there and just get it caught up in there, you know? And I tossed it, hit the ground, just rolled to the tree. I said, oh, fuck it. The next morning I woke up, the apple's where I wanted it to be. The doggone squirrel. I know it was a squirrel, took it there. But it's still, that's God's sense of humor, folks. I'm sorry, that is freaking God's sense of humor. So there's a lot of it, a lot of that going on. There's these spiritual gifts, these isms that we have, this greatness that we have, that we need to we need to stand large in charge, own your own space, you know. But that's American pimp man. That's the history. That's what I know. Check out Soft White Underbelly if you'd like, but also check out G Haunter underscore photographer. Toledo, Ohio, man, on Instagram, and let's uh, rock out. Let's make a connection, you know. Let's make a connection, a genuine connection, folks. Love you all. Peace out, man. Ciao.